1: Welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of May Contain Traces of Soy. I am your host, Rochelle. So glad to have you back. Um, And so sorry that I've been away for so long. Not going to lie, it's been a long time. I really let you guys down. Now, uh, we are opening up on Season 2 of the podcast. I will be explaining where we've been at, what's been happening. I will have my guest, Daniel Johnson, with me again today. My favorite, my partner, my little podcast buddy. But before we get into all of that... I'd just like to say, if you are new around here, thank you for joining us. If you are coming back, thank you for sticking around. Sorry, I was gone for so long. And uh, if you are new, then please hit that subscribe button. If you like the podcast, please leave me a little review or rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to push the podcast out there so that more people see it and spread that non-judgmental vegan message. And yeah, if you would like to follow along on socials, you can find me on Instagram at Make 10 Traces of soy, and on Twitter at TracesOfSoy, as well as Facebook. Okay, so we're going to get right into today's episode, but first I'd like to welcome my guest Daniel Johnson. Thank you for being here, Dan.
0: No worries. Hi, I'm podcaster Daniel Johnson. You might remember me from episodes such as Daniel gets, uh, you know, tipsy and makes bad jokes during Rochelle's podcast.
1: That was not an episode title, guys, geeks, you go back looking for that one, but you can find him on the uh, Drinking Vegan episode, the uh, Top 5 Tips for New Vegans, which is our first one. He's in a lot of them. So if you do like a bit of Dan, just go back and have a look for him through there. You will find him peppered throughout last year's season. So like we said, it has been a while since I've been here. I disappeared around the end of uh, October last year or the end of November, I think. And I took a little break. Now, what happened for me was I basically went back to study at the start of this year. And I realized that I did not have the time to do the podcast, which was a real bummer. I just didn't want to be putting out mediocre content for you guys. I Everything I've done on the podcast up until that point had been really well researched. And I put all this time and energy into it. And I was not ready to let it become this kind of subpar um, podcast with, you know, Phoned in content because that's just not my jam, so didn't want to do that. But now, now that all this time has passed and I'm not currently studying at the moment and I have a balance on things a little bit better, I thought now would be a great time to come back. And I'm coming back with a whole heap of changes, guys, because when I last spoke to you, I was living in a tiny apartment in the middle of Brisbane City, and now I am living on a acreage with my folks with um a garden that we're eating from in the middle of nowhere in Tasmania so I'm not gonna lie it's been a massive shift (laughs) what's it been like moving from a big city down to Tasmania to the middle of nowhere I know it's been a massive shift for me how have you found it
0: yeah it's um obviously it's different um but I guess during you know the pandemic over the past couple of years you do realize that you know life's changed in general anyway and when we were in a small apartment in the middle of a reasonably big city and there was a lot of things going on, it it sort of felt like it made more sense. But then throughout a period, so we were pretty lucky to have relatively short lockdowns. But um, when, you know, I was working as a music and arts and, and culture journalist and um, there was no music, arts or culture happening. So all you were doing was pacing around this tiny apartment and going, wow. It's pretty small here. So um, coming down here has been amazing because, yeah, it's been it's I think it's been really good for a good mental health cleanser because you can just wake up in the morning and look out and see a, a giant mountain. Mount Roland is. you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, I should explain where we are in Tasmania. Exactly. So my my parents um, moved down here about five years ago and they bought a big property with 80 acres in the northwest of Tasmania. Kind of near um, the bottom of Cradle Mountain, uh, you know, near Olverston, Devonport, Latrobe, all of those sorts of spots. So in the northwest there, it's really green. It's really beautiful. They're at 400 meters. So we've been down here three months and seen snow twice, which was the first time I'd ever seen snow in my life. It's just very, very different as far as what the, you know, the nature is like down here is so different to what it was like in Brisbane. It's very scrubby in Brisbane and here it's very green and lush and, you know, it's got a lot of those kind of, yeah, sort of old growth trees and stuff around and leaf changing colored trees, which is really cool. But yeah, it's been beautiful. It has. So that, that was the move. Obviously we did the move because we just uh, circumstances, you know, circumstances happened and we found ourselves in a fortunate position to make that choice and, It was a really, really nice break to get away from things. So we'll be down here for the foreseeable future. We're not going back to Brizzy at this stage. Daniel's now working for a paper down here. So, yeah, very exciting. But uh, that was why we kind of ended up down here. And there will be forthcoming an episode comparing trying to live sustainably in an apartment with living sustainably in the middle of nowhere. Like a comparison of what it was like for us there, what it's like for us here And, you know, what the pros and cons are of each situation, because there are still definitely cons being in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, we thought for this episode, what we would talk about is the best spots that we have found in northwest Tasmania since moving here. We've been here about three and a half months and there are less vegan options, but there's definitely more here than there used to be. So it's exciting to go through and find places, find, you know, restaurants offering good vegan food or uh stuff at the different kind of Woolworths or Coles or Hill Street as they call it down here so yeah there's a lot of stuff to sort of go through but we're going to give you our top five favorite restaurants that we've found in the area so from Northwest down to Launceston we have a top five I'm going to go first with my first favorite one which is in Olverston and it's called 33 Cups Now 33 Cups is a beautiful spot they have this lovely you know gorgeously designed little cafe and they offer all kinds of different stuff but they have a couple of vegan options on their menu they also offer a range of all the milks and they have at least one vegan treat usually in the cabinet Um, my favorite meal there at the moment is their miso rubbed tofu which is served on a bed of massage kale with this amazing tahini dressing It is delicious. It's got some roasted broccolini on there. It is just mm, chef's kiss gorgeous. Love it. But not everyone likes um, kale. I got to say, I'm not really a kale person, but this particular salad, absolutely amazing. I love it. It is one of my favorite meals now. And I feel healthy when I get it. Like I'm one of those healthy people who eats kale. It's not true. We all know that. But it does make me feel better about myself. Daniel has not tried it yet.
0: (laughs) I've tried Rochelle's recreation of this kale salad at home and um, she's been raving about this kale salad and, uh, you know, to me it tastes like kale and, you know, she's massaging it and sitting there and going, but if you massage it and it's like, I don't know, any food that, that asks this much of you, I don't feel like it's, I feel like it's trying to tell you not to eat it by being so acrid and awful to begin with.
1: That could be, that could be what's happening. I'm not going to lie. It could be part of it. But uh, you know what? I feel as though kale, if you get it right, can be quite delicious. It's very good for you. Um, You know, just like spinach is very good for you. A lot of people sort of go, kale had this big moment where everyone was like, oh my God, kale is such a superfood. Everyone should have it. But really it has very similar nutritional properties to spinach. So if you're not a fan of kale, eat spinach. Like it's the same kind of thing that you're going to get from it. But at the same time, part of the reason I got so into kale is because in the garden we have uh, two kale plants that are like thigh high now. So we definitely need to eat more kale because there's a ton of it growing in the garden here. Anyway, we will move on to the second one, which is...
0: Look, I've got to say probably the favorite place I've found in the northwest here is a place called Buttons Brewing. And they've got a brew pub right on the river in... Alveston. and it's yeah. just um starting something like that you run the risk of trying too hard or not taking the boxes properly but it's in the middle of northwest tasmania a pretty regional area um and it just it, it's like something that could be on at howard smith wolves in brisbane it's just it's really well done and their menu has got a couple of really good vegan options they've got this burger it's um what is it it's tofu with
1: yeah, it's uh, a and... it's kimchi and tofu and I think they've got like a special sort of chili jam that they make for it as well. And it is so tasty. It's a they're not skimping either. Like it's so filling because it's a massive chunk of tofu that's been really nicely treated. And it's like a crispy tofu. They have fried it or something. Yeah, like, they've done a good yeah. job. They've done a really good job.
0: And not only that, they like they have tasting paddles and everything that you'd get in a normal sort of craft beer place. They've got a bunch of good pale ales and... Yeah, beautifully
1: designed um, space as well. So it's right on the river. It's got a beautiful big kind of like barn industrial sort of design mixed in with, you know, pallet furniture lots of greenery, you know, lots of plants, like real plants. And I love that. And then they also support other local businesses. They have, um, you know, all of their beers on tap, but then they also get in and Cider and and Ginger Beer. The and Ginger Beer and Ciders are vegan and, um, you know, they're really lovely. The ginger beer is 0.9 of a drink. So I really like that because you can have one at lunch and not get drunk. And it's just really, really tasty as well. So I just like their whole vibe. I like what they're doing. I like their plan. And they're really supportive of vegans. Like when we came in and asked about what the options were, they were really honest about what they had and they were like, you know, we recommend this and this is the vegan option and we've got a vegan option for this. So they do a vegan option on their pizzas as well, which is delicious. And they also do a vegan option on their tacos too. So they offer you three different vegan options, plus there are a couple of sides that are vegan too. It's just unreal, like, to see so many options because down in Tassie, I do have to say, in most bars, most, you know, restaurants you walk into – it's unusual to see a vegan option that actually has something like tofu and it. If there's a vegan option, it's generally because it's like, you know, we've made a salad. It's a vegan option. And it's like, you know, we'll take the cheese out. That's not the same as actually catering to vegans and offering them, you know, tofu tacos or like pizza with vegan cheese on it. That's an extra level of effort that you don't see as often down here. So I really appreciate that when we do see it. So the next one I want to talk about is Verona's. Now Verona's... It's actually Verona verona Mm. okay well verona is a restaurant in devonport and they uh, they do amazing food it is run by this lovely italian guy and we've been in there a few times anyway he's the chef i assume that he runs the place though because you know well
0: like any good i'm gonna guess he's he's definitely in the engine room let's let's put the man's in
1: the engine room good dude good man but um we've, we've been down there and they have a couple of vegan options on their menu. So they do a vegan pizza and a vegan gnocchi, but the chef is incredibly accommodating. So this place is in Devonport. It's a beautiful restaurant, you know, very like dinner date kind of vibes, really beautifully designed, really elegant, um, you know, not overly pricey, but like price price point higher than like a regular kind of pub or bar meal. Um, but really gorgeous uh, sort of decor and environment. And they do breakfast, lunch and dinner there. So we've been in a couple of times now. And every time we come in, the guy remembers us because we order something vegan. Actually, another thing that
0: surprised me this year about moving down here was um, about... Probably two weeks after we moved down here, we got to go and see Paul Kelly. Um, I think it was because of uh the the COVID situation and gig cancellations on the mainland. But um he played a show with his full band to four hundred people, I think it was, at uh Paranapple Center in uh I think it's called Center. Anyway. It's it's it really makes no difference to anyone listening to this. Uh, to a reasonably small um <laughs> theater in the scheme of things uh in devonport we went and had dinner at uh at verona beforehand and I, I asked if they had any um any vegan desserts and the chef came out and he'd come and talk to us before and he's like i'll make you, i know what i shouldn't imitate his voice but in in the most like he a, is a,
1: italian let's yeah. just just say that and imagine what daniel's saying in an <laughs> italian accent <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, just, just imagine, imagine some, um, you know, very, uh, gesturing,
1: uh, 90% of the conversation happens with his hands, but he Um, was, but but, but he
0: came out and basically, uh, said, I know you're vegan and just made a, a dessert from scratch with, um, all this fruit and dark chocolate and everything through it. And was like, I'll make it for you. And he said, for you. Nothing because and I, I don't know why. So I think he enjoys the challenge of of us being um being wanker vegans from the mainland. I think uh, he
1: does. And I think he (laughs) enjoys, you know, trying different things and, you know, having to sort of work around what the dishes would normally have in them. He comes out and explains stuff to you and talks to you about the food, which is really interesting. And he's gotten a, a supplier for vegan bacon and he's put that on his breakfast menu now. So you can get vegan bacon if you stop him for breakfast. We haven't done that yet because we're mostly there if it's lunch or dinner time, but It is a really nice spot and I'm really keen to go in and try the vegan bacon because I haven't found a good one. So if he's found a good one, which I think he would, his gnocchi as well, like we had the gnocchi. Very
0: good.
1: Oh, it was amazing. It was so delicious. Um, It's all handmade pasta. He does it in the actual restaurant. Um, Everything is like handmade at that place. And it was really, really beautiful. And it had caramelized walnuts in there, which sounds a bit odd, but it works so well with the different flavors and it was very tomatoey and just, yeah, really unreal. So-
0: hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news?
1: Okay, so we've covered two places in Olverston and one place in Devonport. Now we're going to talk about a couple of places over in Launceston because that's where Daniel's based now.
0: Over in Lonnie.
1: Is. is it Lonnie? Is that what the locals yeah, Lonnie. say? Lonnie. Yeah. Lonnie. All right, Richelle's, we're locals now. Rochelle was
0: trying to say Launceston, which... No.
1: Longceston? Is it no. Long... Is he a no, long not, boy? No, no Okay, all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: You'll have, me, you'll have me chased out of the city.
1: <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get chased out of the city. All right. Anyway, so a couple of places over in Lonnie. Daniel. Yeah, look, my I've only
0: started going there in the past week, but and I've got to probably try and not go there that much because it's um the sort of place you could end up eating every day. Um, but um, there's a place called Veg Out, uh, which I'm not sure if, if it's... It, I think it's a bit of a chain down here, perhaps. But um, regardless, everything on the menu is plant-based, so you don't have to do that thing where you're asking... Is this vegan, Um, which Rochelle, if anyone's listened before, has a habit of doing. Uh, We went to the Vegan Expo. Sorry, I digress here. But we went to the Vegan Expo in Brisbane. It's called the Vegan Expo. Rochelle would go up to every storeholder and she was quite frightened because if if they had a burger there or something, she'd go, right, now, is, is this vegan? And they would, yeah, of course, it's vegan because it was the Vegan Expo. But anyway, so... I, Rochelle's since got that out of her system so um, I'm looking forward to going and having a feed at this place with her because she will be able to just order anything without hopefully um, asking if it's vegan. Um, she probably will anyway because that's, that's her thing but... um
1: I've got a thing. You had a thing, and we did the thing. <laughs> no,
0: but they um, I mean, just grabbing a quick burger was. They had something. It was called the Buffy Burger. The Buffy ah, uh, the Buffy Burger, I think. And um, that's so cool. And it was just a buffalo, you know, sauce kind of um, thing that they had on um a, a fake chicken schnitzel. All
1: right. So what was it like? A textured vegetable protein sort of chicken schnitzel? Do you reckon? Yeah, it? it was
0: just one of those schnitzels that just. It's like if you didn't know any better, it would just tastes like a a chicken schnitzel oh okay yeah yeah it's like um no I didn't I didn't ask what was in the ingredients I just took their word for it but it was a pretty um it was a pretty easy to eat go-to burger and it was a great sauce on there and then um the next day I actually went back there because I because it's 35 minutes (laughs) see this is what I'm saying like I've I've got oh this sounds
1: dangerous this sounds very dangerous well the next
0: day I only got got a chickpea and tomato um curry which was um pretty healthy and it was really nice as well. Um oh, so that's lovely. Um but yeah, that's something that surprised me down here actually, just to find that even in some way like um like Launceston, which is the second biggest city down here, but in, you know, for, I,
1: How many people does it have? Their uh, population is only 100 like 150,000 or something.
0: Yeah, probably a little bit, little bit less than yeah. that for the greater area. So to
1: put that in perspective, I think Brisbane has a population well over a million. Oh, um, well over. Yeah, well, well. so it's still a very small town for one of the two major cities down here. And Hobart as well is under a million, their population. Um, so the whole, the whole population
0: down here is... Um, <laughs> far less than that so <laughs> all
1: right well anyway the point is you know it's these are the biggest cities for this state but you know coming from a big city on the the other side it's um yeah yeah well so there there are f- there are
0: fewer than um 550,000 um Permanent residents in Tasmania, they were as of last September, anyway. Um,
1: (laughs) I feel like that will have changed. There's a lot of people moving down. Like, I know of a friend who has three friends, including me, who've moved down in the past like six months. So, and you've got at least two friends who have moved down. We're seeing a lot of people moving to Tassie. I'm not sure if it's because climate change means the inevitable rise in temperatures in Queensland is going to make it completely unhabitable there soon, or if it's that people just want to be away from everything. Uh, The pandemic is another reason I think people like able to work from home now are just going, all right, I'm out of here. Um, I know that being able to work from home for me was a big deciding factor in us moving down because, you know, I was working from home for my part-time job and then I was studying and now I've um, started up my own business. So that's all very much like from home on my own, you know, Doing my copywriting thing, and that's yeah, handy to have the opportunity to do.
0: Well, look, that was my plan when we first came down. I was like, yeah, you no, know what I'm gonna, I've had an, enough years sort of in in newsrooms, and um, I, I think <laughs> I might try and do something remotely for a while. And um, no, what a great job opportunity came up down here, and it was in in Lancaster, and and that's how I ended up there. But um, and it's you no, know what it's a. It's a great little city so far and um
1: yeah nice city I've been to visit Daniel and the the park there is absolutely gorgeous all the parks there are gorgeous that this is part of the thing about coming from Queensland because the the nature in Queensland is just so different to the nature down here and the variety of nature down here is so different because you've got rainforest but you've also got these more kind of like european you know um areas as well with all of these rolling green fields and all these trees that were brought over and planted, which is probably not good for the environment. But, you know, there's just a really big variety of the different kind of um, forests and nature per- reserves that you get down here.
0: And I'm going to say further to what you were saying before about the um, the size of the cities down here. <laughs> so Great Brisbane, I think, has... I'm just, I just, I've just done a quick Google. Um, it's got... <laughs> million people and that was that's a 2016 figure apparently so um so you know that's say 2.3 million people and the whole Tasmania has fewer than um 550,000 so Brisbane itself has more than four times the population of the whole state down here let alone um the two cities
1: amazing so you know, anyway. out of, for comparison there for people, when we say that we have moved somewhere small, especially if you're listening from the other side of the world, I know a few people who were regular listeners last season were all the way over in, you know, different parts of America and um, Europe. So to give you an idea of Australia <laughs> and how small Tasmania is, this tiny little place at the bottom of uh, Australia. Bottom it's, of the world almost. I think yeah, that there is. are, like, you know,
0: New Ze- the South Island of New Zealand... Um is further south but there are there are very few places as south in the world are still habitable
1: <laughs> yeah so it's interesting but we do have one more place to talk about actually so let's not forget we've got this one last place so we have stuck this time for our top five to mostly places where you would go for lunch or dinner we're talking restaurant places in the northwest of tassie and down to launceston and our last one that we wanted to talk about is called lotus thai vegan now the really interesting backstory about this—it is in Launceston. We were chatting with someone who runs a um, arcade bar there, and they mentioned that this—not place... at the restaurant, by the way. No, 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 <laughs> different, different place in Launceston. But they—we were talking about, you know, we're vegan, and we're going to go try this place out. And they were like, that place is supposed to be amazing. The guy used to run a regular Thai restaurant, became vegan, and made it all vegan. Now I think that's really impressive to make a big shift like that from doing. And that's just a story that we heard. I'm, we could be sure wrong about he, that. I'm not
0: sure if he went vegan or. if if they were referring to the store going vegan, like he, mm. and I believe he still has another Thai restaurant in Launceston that he's, that has not gone vegan. Um, but he's just adapted the, the owners apparently have adapted the whole menu, which I can attest that part is, tr- is true. At least, um, the whole menu is now, um, vegan at Lotus Thai. And, um, and it was fantastic. Like it was delicious. Th- there were meat substitutes, but not, not the really preservative filled ones or not packet ones. You could yeah, tell it was they like the, they have come homemade. up with some sort of yeah. soy and, um, and sort of wheat based things themselves. So it might not be the best place if you're, um, gluten intolerant, but, um, and they had, uh, you know, the, the fake, um, sort of soy prawns that yeah. they, um, substitute in dishes and whatnot, but, um, really good and really authentic other than the fact that they, um, and they didn't go over the top with those fake meats, it was just like a a, a sparing amount in there just to sort of break up the veggies but they we got a a, a chi curry, which was um really, really nice and spicy yeah. and um some great a uh, great noodle dish and just, yeah we had one one of hmm. the
1: um prawn dishes as well, and it was really beautifully executed and the presentation of the food was fantastic it was really really nice. It was also a restaurant that didn't serve alcohol. You could be YO, but what they had on offer was these, um, you know, kind of homemade soft drinks that had fresh fruit in them. And I got the blueberry one. It was really, really nice. And I think that I would prefer to see more of that out at restaurants because it's sort of like if I'm not drinking, and at the moment I'm not drinking, I'm sort of doing a dry till Christmas kind of thing at the moment. But... If you're, you know, not drinking it's nice to have a fancy drink that's not alcoholic so that you feel like, oh, I'm having a special drink with my special meal, you know? So I love when they make that extra effort at places and do a homemade soda because it's just something a little bit different. We, we have found a couple of nice places. Um, so Lotus Thai definitely a goer. That one's in Loni and so is it's
0: Loni. It's not Lanceston either. Lonnie. You're going to get chased. You're I'm going to get attacked. going to your face
1: there I'm so there scared. Again. I'm so scared. I should be worried. All right. Um, my bad. So lo- Lonnie? Lonnie, 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 Lonnie. No, not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. did, did you just have a stroke?
0: What's going on here? Like, it's just, it's lo- Lonceston,
1: Lonceston,
0: not, no, not lawn. <laughs> oh, right, no, I, I...
1: He's washing uh. his hands of the whole situation. Guys, if you're Tasmanian, I apologize. I don't know um, how to pronounce it properly. I'm going to learn. I promise. Um, we are becoming Taswegian. There was a day the other day, guys, we're from Brisbane where it actually gets hot. There was a day where it was 14 degrees and we were walking around in the sun and we were like, wow, I'm so hot. This is ridiculous. And we were like, okay, this is the point that we are now officially Tasmanian because at 14 degrees, we should not be hot. That is crazy. <laughs> so it's funny how quickly you acclimatize to an area.
0: It is. Um, oh, are we, are we, Assuming we're wrapping this up then.
1: Well, we are. We're going to be oh, wrapping yeah. this one up now. Um, so, you know, it has been so great to come back on, guys. I hope that you have enjoyed our little wrap-up of five places to go for dinner or lunch in Northwest he I,
0: I didn't know we were wrapping this up so quickly. So I'm going to say, anyone who has listened before, one of the one of my joys that I've had since going vegan, um, it had been this great little um, vegan gelati Place that was at oh, yeah. um, Newstead in Brisbane, and something that has surprised me is that the lack of um of vegan gelati that we found down here. Like we have yet none. to
1: find anywhere that sells a vegan gelati. Whenever you go oh, into an ice cream place, there's always sorbet. Sorbets, sorbets, sorbets were always accidentally vegan, though. That's just water, ice, and fruit, you know, and sugar. It's not the same as, um, actually making a gelati because in Brisbane there was a chocolate one that was made and there was also one with, uh, like charcoal and coconut water which that sounds, they did. Which it was weird. so was nice amazing. though. It was so nice. So if anyone is, is living in Tasmania and knows somewhere that we can get vegan gelati for the love of God, let us know. We are really the struggling here. And,
0: northwest. <laughs> and um. And look, that's the only reason I agreed to be dragged on to do this uh, co-host was I, I said I, I will come on if I can do a shout out for um, for some help finding some vegan uh, gelati. Hit
1: us up. Hit me up over on Instagram. <laughs> okay. We're at May Contain Trace the soy, or you can jump on the Facebook and have a chat with us there. But please, for the love of God, if you know of a good vegan gelati place, let us know because it is desperate times down here without vegan gelati. He's upset. Um, I don't know how much longer I can keep him here. You know, we might lose him back to the mainland if there's no <laughs> vegan gelati. So very important, very important that we get it sorted out. Um, no,
0: but um, joke, jokes aside, um, if anyone does have any tips of, of good vegan places down here or good places with vegan uh, things yes, on the menu or good local know. produce, yeah, um, yeah.
1: We would love to hear about that. And forthcoming, you can expect some episodes, one about sustainable fashion, one about um, definitely one about the differences between living off the grid a bit and living in an apartment, talking about sustainability in those two spots and being vegan in those two spots and, Um, we'll be going into all of that, but I would love to hear your suggestions for season two. We're going to be doing some Christmas specials as well this year. I'm sorry for being away for so long. I'll address that further in another episode, but you know, it's great to be back. And thank you for joining me today, Daniel Johnson. Now, if you don't know this already, Daniel has a podcast of his own called Artist to Fan, where he interviews these amazing musicians and artists. So definitely go check that one out. He'll have an upcoming episode from Adele and the Chandeliers. I will. Um, yep.
0: Yes. Uh, that's Adele Pickvance, not the other Adele. Uh, I, I think the superior Adele, but, um, you know, she's a friend of mine and I, I'm, I may be a little bit biased, but she used to be in the go-betweens, uh, Great um solo artist in her own right. Her new band is great, but know what, I'm I'm not gonna try and horn in too much on Rochelle's podcast, but keep an eye out on that and go check Definitely it out. Definitely go <laughs> check
1: it out. If you would like to find Daniel to follow along in his journeys down here, you can find him at Dan C Johnson nineteen
0: seventy nine on no. no at Dan C Johnson seventy nine on Instagram
1: and And at, at Dan Johnson nineteen seventy nine on Twitter. Yeah, I might All change
0: right. my username there. that they're not the most user-friendly. I'm trying to think They're of They're not bit, the know. most user-friendly. They might user-friendly. give my age away a little too. They might do
1: that. Um, so yes, you can definitely go find him there. And yeah, you can hit me up with any suggestions you have. would love to hear what you would like to hear on the podcast this season. And I'm really looking forward to bringing you guys some more quality content. Thank you so much for joining me. And we will catch you in a fortnight. The podcast is going to be fortnightly from now on.